pray. If you would, turn to 3 John, verse 4. Look quickly at a, at a verse, and um, third John, verse 4. In fact, let's start at verse 1. Third John, verse 1. The elder, to my dear friend Gaius, I love you in the truth. Dear friend, I pray that you may prosper in every way and be in good health physically, just as you are spiritually. For I was very glad when some brothers came and testified to your faithfulness to the truth, how you are walking in the truth. Verse 4, this is the heart. I have no greater joy than this, to hear that my children are walking in the truth. No greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. That comes through a man, and it's spoken really to the body of Christ. John is saying he had no greater joy than to know that his children were walking in the truth. Not just knowing the truth, but actually walking in it. We're going to take just a minute and minister this to each other and let, let the Lord take this deep with us. So just ponder that for just a minute. No greater joy than to know that my children are walking in the truth. You know, for me, 54 years ago, on Mother's Day in 1965, I was sitting on a little wooden stool at the kitchen table in the house that we now live in. It's my childhood home. I was seven years old, and at that table, because of what had been already given to me in our family, uh, I called out to Jesus, and I was born again. 54 years ago, it's interesting that it was in that nurturing kitchen of my mom. She was there. It was on a Sunday night, of course, Mother's Day. And I came home from church that evening just, I was convicted of my sin at seven. My heart was already prepared to receive him. But at that table was not just my mom, it was also my dad and my brother Donald and my sister-in-law Mary Bob. Ed, were you in the Navy at that time, 65? I got, <laughs> I got my two brothers that are remaining are here in the house. Y'all wave over there so everybody knows. Yeah. I'm so thankful for you. But at that little table, I trusted Jesus. I couldn't help but think as I was pondering William getting up to say, we're expecting. 
and the excitement that I saw in them, the excitement that I remember having as each one of our children were born, that this is the, this is the work of the evangelist in us. I'm, I'm wanting us to be able to see in, in Ephesians 4 that five-fold ministry of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And to recognize it whenever someone stands before us. And, and I was sitting over there watching Donald. I thought, that's the evangelist. That's the pastor coming out. And he talks about Honduras. And I think that's apostolic. It's the going ones. We need to recognize that so that we can have the fullness of God, the fullness of Jesus in each of us. The expectancy that someone's going to be born again. That's the beginning of the truth. You can't know truth unless you have a knower. It's born again into the kingdom of God. There's an excitement there and should be in the bride of Christ. We should be mothering with an expectation that new sons and daughters would be brought into the kingdom. The word of God says that all of the angels rejoice in heaven when one sinner turns. And we as the bride of Christ have that responsibility as a church to see that evangelism, the good news go out and people born again. But there is the pastoral caring heart of the mother for the little children that I think God's wanting to wake us up to. You know... I'm, I've been saying, God, what are you wanting to teach me? There was a, there was a joke about, this is a, one of the famous things in YWAM is uh, God's wanting to teach us in whatever situation we're in. So when you're going through a hard time, God, what is it you're wanting to teach me? And this is uh, probably not a very good joke, but a YWAMer uh, arrives at hell. And, they, <laughs> and he's going into hell. And he goes, okay, God, what are you trying to teach me? You know? <laughs> I've been saying, God, what is it that you're wanting to teach me in recent weeks, recent months? It seems like the challenges have intensified for me. I, I spent most of this last week in the bed, not because I was just lazy. I was sick, and I was going, what in the world? I, I hibernate when I get sick, and I just get away from everybody. I, I've had... Two and a half days of being well, I told Wayne when I came in, he said, how you doing? I said, Lazarus, come forth. I'm doing great. But as I've been in those situations, even this morning, or yesterday, y'all, uh, my brother Donald came over and he said, you've got a leak under your house because water is pouring out into the street. We thought we had it figured out, and this morning, uh, the water was still pouring out. So somebody's at my house right now, hopefully fixing that. I had to step into the prayer room, and I'm going, Lord, what is it you're wanting to teach me? In the middle of the night last night, about three, I had several conversations going. Yes, with the Lord, but with other folks. I've got messages from people. Folks that didn't even know each other were sending me messages and didn't even know that I was going through what I've been going through. And one of them was a prophetic word that said, uh, said, for those that have been like 
stable, solid folks serving the Lord, ones that people can depend on. He, he said, I, I believe that the Lord, this was a general word. It was on Facebook. It was a general word that popped up, and I looked at it, and I went, I began listening to this. this guy's probably early 20s. And he didn't know that I was going to see this, but I'll tell you, I, I immediately wrote and said, you've read my mail. And he said, there are those that have been solid and been there for other folks, been involved in ministry, but right now you're going through some challenging times. He said, God wants you to know that you're going to make it through this. He said, if you're, if you're weary, if you're tired, if you're wondering if you're going to be able to make it, y'all, some of those things I've been dealing with, Debbie's had to deal with me dealing with it, and so has my family. And they've done quite well with it. Last Sunday, Debbie brought a word, and it was powerful. I shared with you, before she got up here, one of my failures last week. I want to tell you, that's not a normal thing that happens in our home for us to be yelling at each other. But I, I'll say it again for those that weren't here. I was having a passionate discussion with Debbie because nobody was there, and so we could elevate the volume, and, uh, and, and I actually, Keith says, I, I say I, I, was, I was winning the argument, and he said, if you're winning, that means you're losing. And I, was, I was winning the argument, and I was in a position of authority and power standing there as she was sitting there, and, and, she, and, and as I knew that I was winning this argument, I said, she said to me, I'm just a little girl, and it came from the depths of her heart. That spun me around, y'all. Jokingly, I said a few days later to her, I said, you know, something funny I could have said back to you. I wish you'd tell that little girl stop beating me up. Because <laughs> she can be strong. There's a little girl in her and there's a little boy in me. For us to be the pastoral influence and be the healing church in the hurting world, we're going to have to see beyond the, the outer part of people and look deeper into them and be able to see the little boy and the little girl. It's hurt people that hurt people. And God has called us to be ministers into that brokenness. Pain is relative. If you go to another country and you hold a little baby that's going to die the next day because of malnourishment or dehydration, and you realize what could have been done to save that life, and then you come back here and you see so much affluence, and you know, there's, there's, there, it, we're not only wrecked by our own pain, we're wrecked by the pain of others. Listen, y'all. said before, this, this is a new spin on this one now. I've said before, you can't give what you haven't got. But you can't, listen, you cannot keep giving what you're not receiving. Do you hear me? And I believe God's wanting to give each one of us a measure of healing today.
Donald, you lived it out in front of us. When you said, do you feel the love of God? I, I went, now I do, because you were up here giving it. We need to catch that from you. One of the statements the guy said in that prophetic word, I had three or four different people come and they all stacked on together. Don't have the time to tell you all of it, but one of the things he said is, if you're feeling like you're drained out, burned out, not just burned out, but drained out. As I read this and shared it with Debbie this morning, she said, and we've got a drain problem. Water's flowing out. God is wanting to be our daily manna. It's not a matter of going back up to the mountaintop just to get enough to fill our tank so that we can go back out and burn out more. Daily, he's wanting us to receive from him. That's what he's teaching me right now. He said, he said, throw away your tank because I want to give to you on a daily basis. Too often, the adult in us rises up. Oh, it's in our weakness that his strength is perfected. So here's what the Lord showed me. Worship. Worship him. Don't go on your feelings. Go on the truth. David said to himself, Bless the Lord's soul. He had to tell his soul to bless the Lord because he didn't feel like it. Every person in here has a seed of truth in your own lives. You may have felt like a failure. You may have felt like you're burned out, washed up. The Lord's saying to you today, let me mother you. Let me nurture you. He's doing it with me. It was a fresh thing for me today just to come in and to worship him because my body came in line with the truth that was in me. So many times John says in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, especially in 1st John, little children. He got that from Jesus. Jesus said little children. Would you allow yourself today to be that little child and let Jesus reach into your depths, spirit, soul, and body? There's some physical healing that needs to happen in us. There's emotional healing. There's spiritual healing. But God is wanting us in the midst of the, the pain to be a healing church in a hurting world. So this morning as I was praying, I saw all of you sitting in here. 
couldn't see your faces, but I saw the room as it is now. And I said, Lord, what are you wanting to do? And I felt, felt like he was saying, I want all of you to open up and surrender and worship in a fresh new way. Don't have to wait for Mother's Day to do this. But this is the way that we walk in the truth. And not just our spiritual dads and moms' joy be fulfilled, but God's. So right now, would you just close your eyes? Just take just a few minutes. I want you to just... just just draw a circle around yourself. There are other people you could care for right now, but if you're not receiving, you can't be giving. So just open up right now and let the Lord show you his heart for you. We think a cheerful heart does good like a medicine, and so we try to bring that cheer on our own selves, y'all. It's in our pain, it's in our weakness that his strength is made perfect. His grace is sufficient for you. If your circumstances don't change right now, his grace is there. Draw that circle around yourself and just say to God, I surrender. Y'all, I'm not looking for a quick fix right now. Let's just get the, the water flowing. As the water flowed out from under our house, I had to create a channel for the water to really flow. And that, once that, that channel started flowing, the water started, started pouring out. Would you just simply rake away a little bit of the debris and let him flow into you and through you right now? Just say, yes, I surrender. God's heart is that he wants you to know his comfort, his love, and his care. Oh. We'll take 30 more seconds just for you to get a little bit of the debris away so that the rest of the day you can receive from the Lord. And he can be flowing into you and through you. Whatever you're going through right now, he cares. I speak wholeness to that little boy and wholeness to the little girl. Right now in the name of Jesus. 
okay, I'm done. Listen, y'all, the, uh, let this continue on in you. I hope that something's happened in you. I know that something's happened in me, just being able to get this out. I debated. I was going, Lord, I don't know if I'm going to be able to say anything. And there's times when I've spoken and preached, and I've gone 15 minutes just standing there crying. And more happened just from that than with me saying something. But I think he wanted me to share what I, I've shared. I'm questioning myself a lot these days. <laughs> Always. And I'm not looking for encouragement with this. I'm just telling you. I want you to see my brokenness. Do you hear me? I'm not doing a fake thing. If I'm struggling, you're going to know it, and I'll, you'll see me praising the Lord right through it. Okay, can we be real? Mama, Debbie, can you close us in, in prayer? I, I, we're way over the time. I don't, I don't know how to, I really don't know what to do, but I think I need Mama up here just to help finish this off. You don't need to preach another message, but I'll release you from that. But could you do something to finish us off? Because I kind of feel like a one-winged one airplane right now. I need the other wing. Would you please come? Would you do that? I feel like God's bringing us, in, many of us, different places where it might be a different issue, but all of us, he's bringing us to the end of ourselves. Because it's only when we get to the end of ourselves that he truly shines and he truly is seen for who he is. Yeah. And it doesn't become about your gifts or what you can do. It becomes about him and what he does and his all-powerfulness. And, and then just unity that I really felt when Josiah said that this morning, that's just something that God's been putting on my mind unity and harmony it's like we work together in harmony we work together in unity and I feel like that's just something the Lord's wanting to do in us more and more as a body that we would be transparent and open and broken with one another and that we would learn to be more unified and I just want to encourage you this morning if you if there's an area in your life where you know that you're just like I told Johnny yesterday it's not that when it's a big thing I can have my faith can rise up for a big thing. It's when it's just that daily grind. And I was on my way to Kroger's and we'd had no water all day and I realized how selfish and dependent I am upon water. And you know, you go turn the tap on, there's no water there, and then you have to get a bucket and wash your hands. And it's just and I was on my way to, to Kroger's and I was just like, Lord, like it's these things. It's the Isaac had a bunch of work done on his truck and then it wouldn't work. And um, he was like, I'm ready to sell that truck. And I'm like, I'm ready for you to sell that truck. <laughs> it's like it's those daily things that get, you, that get me down. And yet I can't control my circumstances, but I can control my attitude. And I can control, like Johnny said, whether I go to him and whether, and whether I praise him through that situation or whether I get into a moaning pity party, woe is me, I'm just going to go eat worms. And so I'm just saying, hold me accountable. If you see me not praising in a difficult situation, then just give me a good kick up the backside and say, hey, you know, and then I'll do it for you if you give me that freedom because we've got to learn to praise him in, in, the, in the everyday grind. And um, so, again, if you need prayer in that area, just come up. Don't leave here today if you need to be prayed for. So, Father, we just want to commit this next week to you. We thank you that no matter what comes our way, no matter if our truck breaks down, our water goes, our sewage bursts, our house gets flooded, 
whatever it is, Father, that you are in control and that we can trust you. We can trust you in the hard times. And would you continue, Father, to work in our attitudes? Would you continue to help us to be people of praise, that praise would always be on our lips? And we just say, we can't do that without you, Father. We can't do that without you, Holy Spirit. And so would you fill us afresh and fill us anew? In Jesus' name.